What's going on, everybody? Back on our normal night. Uh, not at our normal time, a little later, but um, the Feli Sports Podcast. That is the Forever I Love Atlanta Sports Podcast. Hometown guys talking hometown sports. It's your boy, the coach, and my co-host, the Don. What's going on, man? What's good? How y'all doing this evening? Uh, glad y'all could join us. Um, know we had a short show last or a few days ago, pretty much. Um, uh, talking about Matt Ryan and um, no love is lost at all for Logan. Um, rise up, uh, rundown uh, podcast creator. But I just want to let y'all know there's no smoke, there's no beef between us. So please don't, you know, comment me with the hate mail or the threats, anything like that. But I talked to Logan the other day <laughs> and I talked to each other's shows. So, um, that's about it. But anyways, on to the um, main um, discussion today. We're pretty much back today to talk about Braves baseball. All right. Uh, we're almost at mid-season. Almost at mid-season. So we pretty much played, what, what nine, ten weeks of uh, baseball so far. It's in the season. So um, that's what we're going to talk about today. If you're new to this channel, there's a red button that says subscribe on it. Please hit that button. <laughs> Please hit that button. If you're a fan of the Braves, if you're a fan of the Hawks, if you're a fan of the Falcons, you're a fan of um, United, uh, the Dream, the uh, Yellow Jackets, Bulldogs, Georgia Southern, whoever. If you're a fan of any Georgia-based team, please hit that subscribe button. Also, please share this. Uh, channel with your friends okay share it and um if you're joining us live tonight please uh send in your questions we'll read it as the show goes along and if you're watching this video at a later date please hit us up in the comment section and we will uh reply back to your comments if it's a lengthy let me tell y'all something too if it's a lengthy um comment Please hit up hit us up on social media. I, I don't like reading dissertations in YouTube. That's <laughs> just too much to do. If it's a big concern or a big old like, wait, essay, just hit us up on Facebook. We have a Facebook chat and we also have Twitter. Hit us up on those uh, platforms and we can get back with you quicker than that. Um, as always, come on. It's a hometown sports, sports podcast. Uh, we have a guest on the show today. Um, he's for uh, Fan Sided. He's a Braves um, editor. Uh, can you hear us, Matthew? I got you there. I'm here now. Okay. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, uh, if you don't mind. Beg your pardon? Tell us about yourself. Introduce sure. yourself. No, I, I live in Wichita, Kansas, um, and I, it was kind of like the right combination for me to become a Braves fan. Uh, I grew up either you're a Cubs fan watching WGN or a Braves fan watching TBS because at that time, the Royals, which is the local team here, they were terrible, and they weren't on TV either. So I chose the Braves, and also my Little League team at the time was the Braves, So it was, and they were good at that point as well, so it was a perfect – ingredients to for me to become a Braves fan. I've been one ever since and I started writing for uh fan sided Tomahawk Take about a year ago and I enjoy it. It allows me to 
to voice some opinions and also cover games, which I couldn't normally do if uh, living in Wichita, Kansas. So I, I really enjoyed that pro uh, process so far. I, I'm right now I'm a high school journalism teacher, and I coach golf. So I'm I'm pretty much living what I would think in my mind is the dream here in in the Midwest. That's that's like super interesting that you say that because uh, as a kid when we when we got cable. <laughs> We had WGN, and I was a big baseball fan, and we would get the Cubs game. So that's interesting to hear you say that you got the opposite experience by getting – man, that's super interesting to hear you say that. It was, you know, I love baseball. I always have loved baseball. And because you couldn't watch the Royals, you only had two choices because ESPN yeah. wasn't very prevalent at that time either. And so I made the choice with the Braves because I don't believe at that point the Cubs are very good either. So at that point, the, the, I mean, the Braves were, were getting going with Maddox and Smoltz and, and, and Tipper and everybody. And it was it was so um, mesmerizing for a 10-year-old kid to see those kind of guys and how good they were, you know. And it, it made the choice pretty easy to become a Braves fan. That's, that's super interesting. All right. Um, before we get deep into it, we'll run down the week in Atlanta sports real quick, as we always do. Um, The dream this week, the dream uh, Thursday, um, uh, we uh, won. I'm sorry, we dropped the game Thursday, 92 to 69. Uh, and um, oh, I can't read my own notes. And then um, on. Uh, help me out, Don. Today, yeah, today we lost against Connecticut, uh, 65. Okay, that was today. I thought so. Yeah, it was okay. today. Look, man, drink Atlanta dream, man. We pretty much, oh man, this squad. I don't know. We gonna have to wake up from this, um, this skit that we've been on, man. We've been on a losing streak. We've been on a losing streak, and I don't know when it's gonna end up ending. And I yeah. thought that we came into the season. This I thought we had one of the best. Team. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought we had one of the best teams yeah. in, the, in the league. Yeah, we all did, but guess that's why they don't play the games on paper, huh? Yep, you got that right. Ugh. What did the Hawks do this week? Uh, um, so there was a trade involved um with the uh, New York New uh, Brooklyn Nets. It's in it's in New York. Uh, so this is what this is the trade uh, details. Hawks are getting Allen Crab. Uh, we're also getting Brooklyn's seventeenth overall pick. For this um uh, this year's draft, and we also getting their protected first round pick in next year's draft, and then in exchange we're uh sending um Prince and our uh 2021 uh second rounder to the uh Brooklyn Nets. Now we now have three first round picks. Three. We have the eighth, the tenth, and the seventeenth. Some people. So, yes. Some people saying that we go to stay where we at and draft three players. Some people saying, mm -hmm. well, we may, you know, package dope, package two of those three picks and mm -hmm. move up into the draft. Um, I think we're we're gonna do the package thing. Yeah, because we don't need that many like we need players, but we don't need that many players. Like three players in the first round, like that's three riches. Yeah, that's that's too much. So but pretty much that's about it. Um, also, I'm going to put up a survey sometime tonight or tomorrow. If you guys want to do a a draft cast, like similar to what we did with the Falcons um, NFL draft the night of the first round, if y'all want to do that, 
um, the night of the draft. If some of you guys are not going to State Farm Marina or not going to a bar to watch the draft, um, please hit me up. If I get enough um, people who say that, hey, they want to hang out with us, or, you know, hang out with the hometown crew, hey, I'll go ahead and um, create something and get us a little draft cast party started. So just just let me know. Just let me know. I need. I'm, I'm going to pull it up tonight, and I will wait till Friday if I get enough people. Uh, by Friday, then you know I announce it that we're going to end up doing. If not, then I ain't gonna worry about it. So it's up to you guys. I'm gonna put it in y'all hands. Also, I'll go ahead and talk about Atlanta United. Really, nothing went on this week. Um, the U.S. Open Cup um, is going to happen. It's going to take place this week on Tuesday, and we're going to play Charleston Battery. Um, Falcons news. Uh, we brought in uh, a guy, a local guy, former Super 11 high school guy, Alan Bailey, uh, out of the Savannah area, big time guy coming out of high school. I wanted him to go to UGA bad. He chose Miami. Um, been playing in Kansas City, had a decent year last year. Uh, the Falcons worked him out and definitely um, looking at what he's traditionally done definitely makes you think that the Falcons are going to uh use more three four looks oh from uh your neck of the woods i've uh, been playing in your neck of the woods lately matthew yeah we'd like to have him stay in kansas city yeah he was a good three four guy for us in the three four defensive end yeah man when he was coming out i'm a big uga fan i wanted him to go to uga but uh he uh chose university of miami and um and this going back to hold on this going back to what we've been saying the past couple of weeks yeah. you know me you know uh, me you you know feel like sports podcast unintentional grounding uh shout out to lieutenant dan shout out to mad mike from mad mike sports and shout out to the real pat man we've been crunching all this information you know doing all this research we're going to end up going to a 34 defense so and, and actually i'm surprised you know and actually uh what alan bailey is you known know, we for all, is I'm sorry, he's he's known more for being a dominant run stopper as well. And we know we had trouble with the run last year, so that makes you think that, you know, possibly a guy like that can play on first and second downs for us. Yep. And we pretty much been playing a, a 34. Anyway, a 4-3 under is a 34, in case you guys don't understand that. Like, a 4-3 under is pretty much a 34. All right? So, um, what's been going on in um, – in the college world, um, coach, um, we had a couple of guys. We had twenty-eight guys drafted from local colleges. I'm going to read um, several from the big few local. I'm read them real quick because there are several. Uh, Georgia Southern, Seth Sherman, um, sixth round to Oakland. Georgia State had pitcher Hunter Gaddis going the fifth round to Cleveland. UGA had Aaron Shunk um, going the second round, third baseman to Colorado. Tony Lockie, third round right-handed pitcher to St. Louis. Tim Elliott in the fourth round, a right-hand pitcher to uh, Seattle. LJ Talley, second baseman to Toronto in the seventh round. Zach Kristoffek, right-hand pitcher to the Angels. Cam Shepard, a shortstop to Tampa Bay. Tucker Maxwell, a center fielder to Philly. Riley King, a third braceman um, to, the, uh, to the Braves. And uh, Georgia Tech. In the third round, first baseman Tristan English to Arizona. In the fourth round, catcher Kyle McCann to Oakland. Connor Thomas in the fifth round, a left-hand pitcher to St. Louis. Xavier Curry, a right-hand pitcher to Cleveland. 
Chase Murray, an outfielder to Pittsburgh, Amos Willingham, a right-hand pitcher to Washington, Luke Waddell, a third baseman. Um, congratulations to all the guys and all the local guys, including the uh, high school guys. We had several high school guys drafted. Congratulations, everybody. Yeah, the Braves drafted someone out of uh, Stockbridge. We're going to um, yep. get to that in a minute, though. So. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. All right. Now, all right so, go ahead. Go ahead, man. No, go ahead. I was going to say uh, what the Braves do this week. All right. So this is what the Braves done this week. Okay. Um, this Tuesday, we went to Pittsburgh. Uh, we beat them 12 to 5. And then um, the next day on Wednesday, we lost against them 7 to 4. And then um, Thursday, we lost again to them six to one. So we dropped that series to the Pirates. And Friday we flew down to Miami and we beat them seven to one. Yesterday we beat them one to zero. And then today we beat them seven to six. It was a it was it was a long game, but it was very, very at the end. It was like Ronnie is heating up. Yes, it's 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 heating up. So we pretty much um, owned the series against the Marlins, you know, again. So um, <laughs> Acuna, Acuna pretty much owns Miami, all right? Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. He's the king of Miami. And um, this game went 12 innings today. So because, like, last time I checked, it was like the uh, the top of the ninth inning. We was uh, we was down with uh, three runs. And then Acuna, <laughs> Acuna hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Three runs, yeah. yeah. Tied the um, tied the game up. Hey, it's that it's 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 about that time, you know. It's really about that time that we start getting, you know. Right now, I don't know um who lost. I don't know if the Phillies lost today or not. But the last time I checked, we were two games out of um, first place. So we gotta keep winning. We gotta keep winning. So. Um, also, some other news in uh, for the Braves. We signed Dallas uh, Kutcher to one, a one-year deal. He'll play a few games in AAA for the Gwinnett Stripers to get back to get caught up in the MLB speed because you know he ain't been playing since what last year, I believe. So, so <clears throat> the draft was what last Monday. This past Monday, Monday and, uh, yeah, Monday through Wednesday, and the Braves. We pretty much this is how we drafted. We drafted uh, Shea Lagarius, uh catcher Bale. I'm not good with these names, by the way, you guys. All right. <laughs> um, Matthew, tell me, um, you know anything about the catcher we drafted uh, for Baylor, Shea? Yeah, his last name is Langeliers. Is that pronounced his last Langeliers. name? Langeliers. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so normally he would have been the first catcher taken. Uh, because the guy that went to Baltimore was such a once-in-a-generation type prospect, Langeliers mm-hmm. was the second catcher taken. And the scouting okay. reports said that he is a elite defensive catcher, but his offensive okay. skills aren't to that level yet, but they're getting better. In fact, he played really well in the College World Series or in the, in the regionals excuse me, last week. So they also anticipate they being the Braves, this will be a fast-moving catcher through the system. So he might even okay. start next year uh, in double-A. And who knows how he will progress, but they anticipate being this a, a fast-moving catcher in the system. 
Cool. Which, which for the Braves, the catching is probably uh, not probably it is their their uh, most shallow prospect pool. There's not many catchers, good catchers in the in the system. So to have him come along, perhaps an MLB guy by 2021, 20, 2022 fits the timeline of contention here with all these young guys, especially young pitchers that the Braves have. So I think that's a really great pick. I, that's a guy that I wanted uh, when Tomahawk Pig did their uh, – they did a survey, I guess, of sorts of who would you want the Braves at number nine. Uh, and Langeliers from Baylor was the guy that I wanted. I think it's a great pick. Cool. Yeah. I think, yeah, because a lot of people thinking that, oh, well, we need pitchers and stuff like that. I'm saying, like, we already have a lot of pitcher prospects. Right. In AAA and AA. Like, people got to understand, you know, the people who we draft in the uh, MLB draft, these are players that are not going to get in the MLB. They're not going to be at SunTrust Park playing um, <laughs> tonight, you know. Right. It's, sometimes it takes sometimes it takes some first rounders two or three years to get called up to uh, to the main roster. Exactly. So, longer than that. Yeah. Sometimes longer than that. Yeah. So. All right, and then um, also in the first round we had a, we had another pick, twenty first overall. Um, Brandon uh, Shoemake. He's um, he was a he's a shortstop, but they may have him playing second base or third base. It all depends. Um, out of Texas A and M, uh, what do you what do you think about this uh, prospect? Well, he he's four. If you're six four playing shortstop, that means you're a really good athlete. So. I would anticipate him not being a shortstop, maybe being more of an outfielder. Uh, mm-hmm. Offensively, he is not a—he's not really a power guy. He's more of a finesse kind of a player. But at six four, and if you can play shortstop, like I said, you can play anywhere on the diamond. So I would anticipate him being kind of a utility type player for the Braves. And being he's from—he's also in college. Uh, I wouldn't—I wouldn't guess his stint in the minor leagues would be overly long as well. I would say 2021-22 would be a good estimated time of arrival uh, for Shoemaker. Got Nesby, you got uh, Ozzy, you got um, Austin Riley. I think he's going to end up moving back to third base by right. the end of the year. Yeah, and then Freddie Freeman, like you, you straight, you yeah. know, definitely. So, all right, and then the second round we got uh, Bo Phillip. Uh, he's also an infielder from Oregon State. So I'm thinking that we just getting a lot of depth players, and you know that's what the draft is. You you draft a lot of talent and see who can uh, be successful. Um, third round, uh, 98th overall, we got Michael Harris. Um, he's a pitcher, Stockbridge, Georgia. This is like the hometown, um, hometown player. Uh, what do you know about Michael Harris? You guys would probably know yeah. more about Michael Harris. Uh, <laughs> um, I, you know, basically, you get past the, the second round. It's becoming more about personal organizational taste. Uh, for example, if you know, there's what there's about 80 picks in the first day of the draft. After a pick 100 or so, uh, your guys' board will be different than mine. Might be different than other organizations. So it's pretty, basically a crapshoot. I know the Braves have always liked to draft high school guys from from the area just because that they, they see them more. They have more. They have more scout on them. So I mean. Other than that, though, I'm sure you guys maybe have heard of him a lot more than I have. 
Coach, um, I, I I can't say I know a lot about him, but when he was drafted the other day at his draft party, mm-hmm. uh, there there was the there was a lot of people who who both of us follow as well on doing um done at his draft draft party. So um, I don't know a lot about him, but he has a local following, and he he has a he has a huge local following because when I was on Twitter. I'm like, oh, they, you know, a lot of people that we know know him, so he has a huge local following, and uh, I'm pretty sure there are going to be a lot of eyes on him rooting for this kid. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know, any anybody from the area, man, I you know, shouts out to Michael Harris, and I just wish him the best, you know. Wish him the best with the Braves organization. If somehow he, you know, they trade him or whatever, you know, I want him to be successful. So, um, so fourth round, um, number 127 overall, we uh, drafted Casey, Caleb. Caleb. Um, yeah, these names are so weird, man. <laughs> um, right hand pitcher out of Texas A&M. So we pretty much uh, double up on um a cup double up on Texas and their players and then in the fifth round we drafted uh Steven um uh, Paulini uh outfielder St. Joseph School I think that that's a high school in Connecticut and then we also in the sixth round we drafted um Tanner Gordon right-handed pitcher out of Indiana University seventh round we drafted um Darius Vines Right-hand pitcher out of Cal State, Bakersfield. Eighth round, we drafted uh, Ricky DeVito, right-handed pitcher out of Seton Hall. So, they've been drafting a lot of pitchers, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Draft a lot of pitchers. One of these pitchers could be relief or closers, you know, future closers (laughs) or future relief pitchers for the break. Yeah. Um, Notice as it gets deeper in the rounds, the uh, names gets e- names get easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ninth round, we drafted um, Cody. Uh, is that Magellan? Milligan. Magellan. One of the Milligan. <laughs> All right. Infielder out of uh, Cowley County, Kansas. So he's pretty much from your neck of the woods. You know anything about uh, him? He was a second team only player for that for that JUCO conference. Um, I don't know where he was going to go play. Uh, my guess is at a ninth round selection, he might still go play there. Uh, other than that, though, I don't. He was not a, a highly thought of prospect in Kansas. Okay, and then we wrapped it up with the tenth round. We uh, drafted Brandon Parker, outfielder, Mississippi Gulf Coast Junior College. So that's um, that's all the people we drafted. And I wish everybody who we drafted, I wish them the best uh, success. All right, let's get into the chat. Um, whoever's joining us tonight, please um, thank y'all so much for uh, supporting us. Thank y'all for standing up. I know y'all got other stuff to do. I know the Stanley Cup is on right now. I'm trying to figure out who still like hockey after they took our commercials away from us, but I guess. <laughs> and I don't like Boston. I don't like Boston. I'm not a, you know, I hate Boston sports. And I used to, I used to stay, a matter of fact, I used to stay in Missouri, by the way. So I, I know about the Midwestern area, Kansas City, uh, really well. Um, But I never liked the St. Louis sports at all. So, yeah. All right. So, uh, Brazilian Net Skills, he said, what's popping? What's good, Skills? 
Um, Jonathan Fosey, he said, I'll definitely be here if y'all stream the draft. So we got one person already um, set for the uh, draft cast. So um, Jonathan, if you're following us on any social media platform, uh, just hit us up in, in uh, DMs and uh, we can exchange information. That way we'll, uh, we'll stay in contact. Uh, let zone six. He said four three under is just a three four where the weak side DN stays in a three point stance. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah, what it much. is. Yeah, that's what it is. So, all right, and that's pretty much it. If y'all have anybody who's joining us, um, if y'all have any questions, you know, please feel free to um, the um, share them anytime. And we'll we'll discuss it. So, like I just said earlier, the Braves are two games out of first place we know the phillies have the lead right now in the division so far um what do you guys think we need to do i know it's a long week still got a lot of games left but what do you guys think we need to do in order to catch up with the phillies and to you know keep winning well um, right now, Matt, Matt I, I kind of said it before before the season, uh, when, we, when we did our season preview show, I said if Dansby can, basically Dansby is the key to our season. How Dansby go, the Braves go, and it's like, I'm looking like Nostradamus right now. Dansby's hitting the ball. The offense isn't a problem. Right. It's a couple of these one-run games um, you know, you, you have to play 50-50 ball in one-run games, and right now we're below that mark, and that that makes you look at pitching, you know? Right. And I know we're going to touch on this more in a little bit, but by signing Dallas Keuchel, that allows the Braves to now free up some of their prospect capital and, and upgrading the bullpen. Um, mm. You know, and, and, and I, I love Craig Kimball. I always have loved Craig Kimbrell, but the money that the Cubs gave him and the years that they gave him for a guy that's been in decline for the last two or three years made no sense to me. So I was glad the Braves didn't do that. I thought the trade avenue was always the best route to go for relief pitching. And I, I agree with you. The offense is fine. There's no – even Marcakis, even though he's struggled lately, the, the bullpen has got to be the focus going forward if we want to catch the Phillies, which – by the way, they did lose today, so the Braves are now just a game behind the Phillies, and they come to SunTrust Park this weekend for a three-game series, which will be – I mean, that that could that – could, they could swing the tie back in the Braves' favor. Yeah, we need to do that. And a lot, I see a lot of people upset about um, us not getting uh, Kimbrough, and I'm t- telling people, like, this man was – this is the reason why we didn't sign him because I'm pretty sure – the executives they met with uh Craig Campbell like weeks ago mm-hmm. and he was asking for too much money. We're not gonna sign a player. I know he's not that old, but he's been in decline for the past couple of years. We're not gonna get we're not gonna dish out that much money for a closer. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Right. So we did the right thing by uh by getting uh, a pitcher in our starting rotation. And we still got a few more weeks before the trade de- trade deadline, and we can probably get someone in, you know, a relief pitcher to come in. You know, I really feel like I don't think the closer is our problem. I think it's our relief pitching, relief pitchers. If we can get somebody, I'm just saying this. 
on this podcast a, a while now. If we can get two or three good relief pitchers that can come in and pitch two or three innings, I think we straight. You know, and there, there are um, – there's going to be several teams. Right now there's not that many who are out of contention, so to speak. But by the time mid-July comes around, you're going to have your choice of 10 teams that will be willing to sell off their bullpen pieces uh, before the trade deadline. And I, I, there's very – there's several very quality relievers out there that the Braves can pursue. And what's so good is that they still have this prospect capital to trade from that they've not done yet. You know, people wanted to trade last offseason, trade prospect capital for a starting for a top of the rotation guy or for a bullpen guy. They haven't done it yet, so now's the time to pounce uh, because uh, and it could be a guy that you, that, that's under contract for two or three years because the nucleus of the Braves right now it's 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 this is just the beginning of a next five to six year run for this organization. Yeah, they're playing the long game. Yes, you know, they're playing the long game. They they're not trying to build something. A makeshift team to just win to chase the championship for one year. They trying to really build a dynasty like we did back in the nineties. Yeah. But it's the opposite. Back in the nineties, we had a great pitching and our bats, eh, it was all right. Yeah. But now we pretty much we pretty much built this team that everybody that comes up to the plate can go yard. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> and we have an okay pitching rotation. But if we can just get this bullpen straight, I think we'll be good for years to come. You know, if you know, you know, a lot of people question um, Brian Snicker. I, I don't. I'm not a fan of him. I, my my opinion. You know, I think they should have um, had Ron Washington as the uh, manager for the Braves. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think he. I think he can. You know. He can get these guys to to go play, and, and we've seen this plenty of times. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like last year. You know, we we had no business going to the playoffs. Let's just keep us. Uh, let's just call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. You know, and we went to we won a division, and you know we didn't do good in the playoffs, and we we already know the reasons why. And it's and you know they still having it. They are addressing it now finally with the bullpen. But once we get that straight, then we can. Easily win the division, yeah, and further in the playoffs. Right. All right. Um, before we get to the next topic, I want to go back into the chat. Uh, let Zone Six. He said Atlanta United starts U.S. Open Cup on Tuesday. Think they go all out for it or focus on the regular season? Um, that's a good question. Right now, how the way we've been playing lately, I really think that we're more focused on trying to get back in first place in the Eastern um, in the Eastern Conference and potentially go chase another MLS Cup. That's my that's just my opinion. Um, it'd be nice to have it'd be nice to win the uh, US Open Cup. But right now, you know, uh, Frank DeBoer and his coaching, I'm pretty sure he's more focused on uh, the regular season right now. Um, he also said Braves need to approve the bullpen. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You're right about that. Uh, Jonathan said he just liked our Facebook page. All right, I'm gonna go on here in a minute, and I'm um, I'm gonna go look at, I'm gonna go look you up, and if I'm not, if we're not following you, anything like that, we'll follow you back, and then we'll hit you up. 
And then let zone six, he said, didn't have have to be Kimbrough, uh, but they need an actual closer. You know, hey. Like I say, uh, we guys got to have middle relievers to get to the closer. So, you know, exactly. right now we, we don't even know if our closer is the problem because what happens is uh, for some reason guys want to come in in the seventh inning and we want to walk a guy. And then after we walk a guy, the next guy is gonna hit a double. I mean, man, that happens. It's it's it it's, seems like it's every it seems time. Like that happens every time. We're gonna walk a guy, and for some reason, there's gonna be a guy on third already. We're gonna walk a guy, and then somebody's gonna hit a double. It happens every time. Yeah, because our struggles right now, if you look at it, the stats don't lie. We struggle like in the middle of the game, sixth, seventh, and eighth innings. That's where we struggle. Mm -hmm. at. You know, like. Defensive wise and pitching wise. All right. Um, let's get to the next topic. Freddie Freeman and Dansby, they are both been they I I agree. I'm this is my opinion. Are they both in the early MVP race? I really think Dansby is. How the way he been playing, I think he can, you know, far as winning uh National League MVP, I think his name should be on that list. Big stick, Dansby. <laughs> I uh, I just wrote a piece actually yesterday for Tomahawk Take about uh, about Dansby's uh, All Star chances, and believe it or not, though, guys, the the National League shortstop pool is absolutely loaded. Uh, Javier Baez from the Cubs, Trevor Story from the Rockies, Paul DeYoung from the Cardinals. Those are three guys that. Uh, Baez and Story have their numbers are better than Dansby's, and then the Youngs are similar to Dansby's. Now, I think Dansby should be an All Star. I mean, he leads he leads the Braves in RBIs. Uh, he's one of the best defensive shortstops in the National League. Um, but unfortunately, there's so many guys there. I I don't know. It'd be tough to say. But back to the MVP discussion, though, Freddie has to be an MVP discussion. And he, I think he's yeah. an underrated players not just in the national league but in all of baseball uh i think because for so long there from 2015 to 2017 he's playing for a bad braves team and he kind of got over again unnoticed to a certain degree and then last year Acuna comes along and gets overshadowed there and then this year he, i i don't know if he's being overshadowed or not but i just don't think he gets quite the love that that he should nationally uh, for how good of a baseball player he is yeah, he, he's not a household name, and for years he's putting up household name numbers. Oh, yeah. And in, in a, on a big market team. Yeah. So, yeah, like Freddie, Freddie, Freddie should have commercials. Yeah. It, you know, it's very, I, I see, I, like, the issue with Freddie Freeman, I see a lot of, me remember back in the mid 90s with Chipper Jones. He got, he got outshadowed by Andrew when Andrew Jones came in. And then we brought in um, um, Andres Galarraga, Big Cat. I don't know if y'all remember him or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then we had Rafael for call, and he got he got overshadowed by a lot of players that came in. Mm. I, I can't say I, I don't think I don't say Andrew ever over, overshadowed Chipper. I want to say Gary Sheffield for maybe a, a, a yeah. short time, a year or two. But I want to say that the only person I ever remember can be, you know, obviously Glavin and Maddox. Right. Starting with you. Know, yeah. yeah, but as far as, as the fielder, because, you know, 
uh, early on, especially in the middle of his career, Andrew used to get a lot of flack about uh, you know hitting two seventy and 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 you know being out of shape early in the season. And then we kind of learned later on, you know, later on that was kind of the method to his madness to to play himself into shape, you know. We say he's under undervalued and, and overshadowed and whatnot, but you look at some of his deeper statistics and based on a career path, uh, I don't know if you guys remember that, uh, this guy or not, Eddie Murray, he played for the Orioles mm-hmm. in the 80s and the 90s, and he's now a Hall of Famer. And, and, his, and Freddie Freeman's career trajectory right now is similar pace to Eddie Murray, who's a Hall of Famer. He's 29 years uh, – Freddie's 29 years old, still probably has at least seven or eight seasons left in him, and he already has 200-some home runs. He's a career 94 hitter. It's funny how we think he's um, overlooked, but yet his numbers are so good. They're so good. They're, they're, they're comparable to some of the best players in the game today. Done. Yeah, he's the Matt Ryan of uh, Atlanta Braves. <laughs> talking about Frank uh, Freeman. Freddie. Oh, yeah. man. He's, oh. he's that, had that, that, that Hall of Fame season that nobody wants to give him credit for, that Hall of Fame career that nobody wants to give him credit for. And then you look at the numbers and you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it, you make you make a great case right there, but I don't want I don't want to bring up that yeah that's not open that Leave those people <laughs> far away from me because I, I promise you I, every time I talk to these Matt Ryan haters, man, I feel like I'm losing brain cells talking. Uh-huh. To uh, so, well, I want to ask I want to ask you, Matt, and this is this is tying into the next next question as well. Yeah, if everybody was healthy. Ender, Markakis, Josh, Austin Riley, everybody healthy. What do we do? Uh, Austin Riley plays left field. Ender and Cerrate goes to the bench, and then he replaces Austin Riley in the late, later in the game for a defensive replacement. You can't take Riley's bat out of the lineup right now. He didn't have a good weekend in Miami, uh, but what he has done, you can't take him out. You know, and, and Ender is what he is. He's a good defensive player who can hit 260, uh, but he's not going to be anything more than that. And I, I believe that at some point he will be traded, whether it's this, this summer or next offseason he'll be traded, but you, you can't take Raleigh's bat out of the lineup, no matter how much of a, a liability he is in the field. Hmm. Oh, did we lose him? I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Come here. I think even with Detroit, because I went to the game last week yeah. and I was, you know, expecting him to hit a home run in that game. Yeah. You know, he's still a rookie. So <laughs> even last year when Acuna came in, Acuna, he had his moments and he had, he got hot. He went hot. He was hot for like a week or two, got cold for a week or two, then got back hot. That's, that's how young players, you know, the train of them. That's how they. That's how they do. But you know, Austin Riley. You know, he may not. Um, you know, he may not hit a home run or uh, have a good um, batting average for the next for two or three games. But then you know, all of a sudden, boom. You know, five, four or five games, he hitting home runs. His batting average is good. So, and, and I find that some of the people in media talk about. Okay, well, you know, Josh Donaldson is not live up to his contract and that's i can understand the argument i, I can uh 
but he's still a, a past MVP. I don't think you want to take him out of your lineup, especially the veteran presence that he is. Um, and put, put Riley at third base is what I'm getting at. So I think you leave Riley at, at left field. You, you leave Acuna in center field. And when it comes to the seventh or eighth inning, it's a close game. You bring in Ciarte in to play, to play center. You put Acuna in left and, and do it that way. I, it's not a great situation for Ender. I know I'm sure he was an all-star two years ago, uh, but you have to ride the hot hand, and Riley certainly is the hot hand right now. Exactly. What What do you think about inserting Ender Ender for Marquez? Uh, my guess is this, this is all you have, all you can can deduce is what you read on on the internet with David O'Brien from the Athletic or Mark Bowman from the uh, from the uh, MLB, but. The guys in the clubhouse love Marquecas. They absolutely love him. Uh, his, his stoic leadership, his lead-by-example kind of a persona is is highly respected. And I think Snit respects him too. Uh, I would be surprised if that happened. Now, you're, as you've seen today, Marquecas sat today. They're giving him more days off. So uh, he has not been playing well lately. So maybe you can see some, some times in Enciarte – plays center and Acuna goes to right. Uh, but on a full-time basis, I don't think Marquecas will be taken out of the lineup. Yeah, I, I just um, – that, that that actually was a topic that was heating up on Twitter the yeah. other day that basically uh, putting Ender – basically sitting Marquecas down and going with Austin Riley, Acuna, and – well, the good thing with Riley being on third base is that you can rotate, you can rotate him at third base with Donaldson. He's even played some first base in the minors. So if 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 for some reason you want to get Freddie Freeman a day off, I don't know why you would. Uh, you could put him at first base, and he can also play left field. So there's some places for for Riley to play, not just in left field, that I think can be beneficial to the Braves and keeping guys fresh. And injuries always happen. Unfortunately, they do. So like right now with Enciarte, so things could happen where. He's going to get regular at-bats. You can't not give him regular at-bats with the way he started out. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. All right. So we're a month away from All-Star break. All right. And what do we need to do? What do we need? What Outside, we know what the bullpen needs to be taken care of. All right. But what do we need to take care of before the All-Star break? But they got to play within arm's length of the Phillies. And, and that's like, you know, don't get, don't get anything worse than two or three games. Because once the dog days, dog days of August and September come around, all your plans are division opponents the entire time. So just stay, stay close. Stay in the postseason. Mm-hmm. And I, I, mean, I know we've talked about what they need to acquire. But if they can get two bullpen pieces just to, to – to, Take some pressure off Luke Jackson back there and take pressure off of Sean Newcomb and if AJ Mentor comes back. I, I really agree with you guys that, that they are to me, barring any kind of trades that the Phillies make, they're the best team in the National League East. Now, are they as good as the Dodgers? Probably not. The Dodgers on paper to me are the best team in the National League by a significant amount. But like you said earlier with a different topic, I believe, um, because you're good on paper doesn't mean you win. You still have to play the games, you know. Uh, but so adding that bullpen would make the team on paper so much better, even if they're not as good as the Dodgers. Uh, yeah, the coach, 
Dodgers are just a beast. That <laughs> I, I, I just want to my, – my thing with the Dodgers is, hey, let's not worry about until we have to. <laughs> and, 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 like, like, basically, oh, man, I, I hate doing this. I, I got to admit that, that I thought this, though, the other day. I'm riding in the car, and I was like, God, I hate to even admit that I thought this. <laughs> but I'm like, man. <laughs> oh god! Uh, I'm like, maybe by the time we get to the Dodgers, maybe they'll be hurt. A bunch of the players will be hurt. <laughs> I hate even thinking man. that, but I'm honestly, that is what I thought the other day. <laughs> sometimes, man, you got hey, hey, no lie. Sometimes, you know, when we play teams, even if it's outside of break baseball, you know, we play the Saints or we play the Wizards or something like that. I'd be like, man, I hope they sit out somebody or somebody get. <laughs> Somebody get locked up for doing some yeah. dumb stuff like domestic violence or drug charges. And stuff like that. Let's, yeah. let's, but this, let's hope but that it's in NLCS. Yeah, but the Dodgers, here's my take on the Dodgers. Like, they've been dominant for the past few years, but they just can't get over that hump. That's true. That's true. They can't get over that hump. When they, when they got to face an uh, American League team in the World Series, they win. choke. Yep. Yeah, they end up choking. Yep. And then when you're even thinking about that, one of the guys get hurt. When somebody gets hurt, they just put in another guy who becomes an all star. <laughs> yeah, that's like that. it's like who is this guy? <laughs> so much is going to happen between now and July 31st, and and who knows what the Phillies are going to do? Who knows what the Cubs, Brewers, all these teams in the National League that are right now. Uh, your, your your better teams, what are they going to do? Which teams are going to fall out of the race unexpectedly that might trade? Will the, will the Nationals trade Max Scherzer or you know, things like that? What, who knows what's going to happen in the next month and a half? But if the Braves can get a couple bullpen, bullpen pieces, I don't see a weakness. Um, that might be some bias talking right there, but I just don't see one on, on this team. All right. That's a good analysis right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But like I said, like we, you know, right now we, we control our own destiny. I know it's still early for playoff talks. It's, you know, in baseball, here's my, here's my opinion in baseball. Cause I know a lot of people think, well, you play 164 games a year and right now it's June and a lot can happen. Yes, a lot can happen from now on to the end of September. But, you know, you control your own destiny, and every game matters. Every series matters, especially when you play the division. Like, a lot of people say, oh, well, you're supposed to win against the Marlins. The Marlins So Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. But at the same time, we we all in the same division. So if we play the Marlins, we play the Phillies, we play the Nationals, we have to win those series. We have to, I was so upset last week. When we lost, when we lost the series against the Nationals, you know, those were, those are games we should have won. Those are games we should have won. So I, I have one more question for Matthew, and I've I, I asked everybody this: sure. Where do you think we end up at the end of the season? Where do you think, you know, this last game for this this last game? Where's this Braves? When, when's the last game? I I think that the Braves will be the National League East winners again. I I think that. Um, Alex Antopoulos sees that the window is just opening now uh, and the Phillies are not world beaters by any stretch of the imagination. They're good, 
they're good, but they're not world beaters. Um, and I, I, I just trust uh, our lineup and I trust our rotation more than I trust the Phillies right now. Now that might be that that could change, but I think as of right now, I would pick the Braves to win these. I'm 100% in agreement agreement with you. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Well, um, go ahead and plug your information again, Matthew. Sure. Uh, so I, I write for TomahawkTrake.com. I have like three or four stories a week. Um, it's it's great. It's great. Story. They're great stories because not just mine, but everybody that writes for the website because it's a fan's perspective. It's not a beat writer who has to be politically correct or be unbiased about things. We can give our opinions. We can say this and that, and uh, there's no there's no um, there's no rules for it. I guess you can say. I mean, we can we can talk about whatever we want whenever we want, and that's the beauty of Tomahawk Take. And uh, we get a lot of views. We are the number one out of ML, all the MLB teams. We're the number one. MLB site, uh, according to view. So a lot of people read us. We'd always like to have more. That's tomahawkcake.com. You know what? I love what you just said. And, you know, saying y'all are beat writers and y'all, y'all have opinions. Um, and in Atlanta, we have a lot of, um, <laughs> we do, we have a lot of like, um, like out media outlets, like, you know, Fogaholic and you have, Rise up, read it. We have a lot of stuff. We have a lot of content creators, all right? And they feel like, you know, since they have either they had credentials or, you know, they've been writing, editing editors for, what, five years or whatever the case may be, they feel like their opinion has more validity than anybody else. And, and my opinion to them is, hey, at the end of the day, you still a fan. Right, yeah. You know, like you a fan just like I am. You know, I know I haven't been writing or I'm not, you know, nowhere I'm not even trying to be an editor or anything like yeah. that. Would I ever will we ever get credentials one day? We may. That's right. what we're trying, that's what we that's what we really trying to head to. Right, right. Get credentials so we can sit in the press boxes at SunTrust Park, yeah, at Mercedes Benz yeah. Stadium and um at uh, Stage Four Marina. Yeah. And yeah. Bulldogs games and Georgia Tech games too, but you know, a it's lot of people all say, opinion. No matter opinion. who you write for, it's an opinion. Your job doesn't make you correct. But I tell <laughs> who you, you write for doesn't make you. Correct. Yeah, but I tell you this: if you have an opinion, if you state an opinion, you better have facts to back it up. Right. And the, the more the more facts that you have and the better you present it, the more people are willing to follow your opinion. But like I say, just because you have a big platform doesn't make your opinion correct. And, and what I like so much about about Tomahawk Take is that we give the, the readers the opportunity to comment and we, we interact with our readers. Now, we've always been told never make it malicious, never make it, you know, a, a, a personal uh, interaction with with readers. But they get a chance to tell us, okay, listen, I don't think you're right here, and here's why. Now, some of the times the, <laughs> the comments are a little, a little out there, but most of the time, no, it's good, honest opinion from people who care about the Braves, who are, are just as much as fans as, as, as we all are that write for Tomahawk Take, and it's really great interaction with, with people who understand the game of baseball. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like and that. I, and, you know, I, I've you know looked at Tomahawk Take articles for a while now, 
and I read one of yours um about a few weeks ago. Like y'all do a great job, you know. Y'all really do a great job. I know SB Nation, they uh talking chop, yeah, whatever yeah. they did. Like they were at the beginning of the season, they didn't know which direction they was going. Now they I guess have a direction and um uh, they had the because I one of the editor main editors now he writes for the pirates or something like that. Oh. So I started reading, I started reading um you guys, Tomahawk Tate. And I, I really like what y'all got there. Like, cause uh, be honest with you, all they outside of you guys, I, I just stick to the, the athletic. Yeah. And I get all yeah. my information from them and I read their articles. They do a great job. They do. They do. So, I, I think and I've never met the man before. I've I've interacted with him briefly on Twitter. Uh but David O'Brien, who writes the athletic, is I don't think you can get anybody better as a baseball beat writer than him. Uh, he takes he takes a lot of flack from, from, from readers on Twitter and stuff, but his stuff's so good. He's such a good, such an in-depth writer that you're at the athletic is great. And I should, I should give a shout out to my editors uh, on Tomahawk Take, Alan and Jake. They they are so organized and they're so uh, every every little minute detail is covered to make our website as good as it is. And, and yeah, we do we we write good stuff, but they do, do they do a great job of editing too, and that makes makes our fight, I think, the best in Major League Baseball. Yeah. And tell them as well, because I reached out to them as well, some of your colleagues. Yeah. Um, like tell them, hey, they more than welcome to um to subscribe to our channel and to follow us back because we following them. Yeah. They follow us back and you know anytime throughout the season they want to come on our show, you know, they more than yeah, they more than welcome to come on and you more than welcome to come back on as well. Well I appreciate um, that. Yeah. No problem. One more thing I gotta ask you, and this yeah. is not sports related. Okay. I know you stay you stay close to Kansas City, don't you? Uh we're about two and a half hours from Kansas City. Okay, that's closer than what I am. Okay. <laughs> I, I know you, you like to go to Kansas City sometimes to try to barbecue, right? Oh, yes. 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 Uh, the Bryce, Joe's, KC. I would say, if, if you want my opinion, there's a new place. Uh, what's it called? Fiorellos. No. Um, I'd hear it. I know that's what it was. Uh, but the best place I've had uh, is, is Jack Stack. That's my personal opinion. It's Fiorellos. Fiorellos Jack Stack. I know what okay, you're talking about. Okay, gotcha. All right, yeah. That's, that's the one. Oh, it's so good. So the Burton's and um the the ribs, yeah. Uh, he on that coach looking up like he don't know. He I'm over there. Hey, I need to get down there and try this place. Both y'all call. Look, I'm over there. Like, hey, I need to slide well, through. Kansas City is the cap, the barbecue capital of the world, man. You got to go. Man. And you know, I went to my wife and I went to Atlanta. Oh, it's probably seven or eight years ago. And we tried a really good place down there. And no offense to you guys and your barbecue, but nothing beats Kansas City barbecue, in my opinion. No, taking, so no, taking, no, taking at all. Oh, yeah. so good. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, so I guess that's the end of our show. Um, read some more um comments before we head on out. Uh Jonathan, he said with uh, Rollins performance is coming to the majors. Guaranteed, Donaldson's not coming back because I think so. I really, I agree with you. Like yeah. we're not going to pay uh, Donaldson a lot of money um, after this year. Like we signed up to a one year deal, and that's it. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's a one year commitment. That's all it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that can free up money, and we can bring in more pitchers. Mm -hmm. That's what we really need. Mm -hmm. So, and then we got um, 
Pache that's um in triple A, he's gonna get called. I don't think he's gonna get called up by, I don't think he get called up this year, but he's gonna end up playing next year. He's gonna get called that's up. Yeah, Pache, that boy he's he true. Yeah. All right. BP football talk. Uh glad you could join us tonight. He said, Can you share the link to the Tomahawk page? So you talking about the Tomahawk take. Uh what I do at the end of this. So video, we can share it on, on Twitter. I, I, I put it in the description. And I can also send it to you because I know who you are. So on uh, on social media. So I send it to you when I get a chance. So I just uh, it myself. Yes. So if you like the video, please give us a thumbs up. Um, if you should, if you're watching this video at a later time, uh, hit us up in the comment section, and we'll get back with you. Also, please subscribe to our channel. All right, we pretty much almost at a quarter of a thousand. We almost at 250 subscribers, almost. So we over that hump of 200 now. So our chase of 250 is. Pretty much is coming is is coming. And um also please um uh, follow us on Twitter. Please also like our uh, Facebook page. We also have a Facebook group chat. Uh, we talk about every team. We have a chat for every single Atlanta team. If you know you have a question about the Hawks, hey, hit us up because the on uh, their draft is coming up soon. If you have a question about Atlanta United. Hit us up in there. We can, you know, we can uh, chop it up in there. It don't always have to be on a Sunday evening to ask us questions. You can ask us questions 24-7. 24-7, we'll, we'll get back with you. Now, if you send in a message 3 o'clock in the morning, then, you know, it'll be a few hours till we get to you. But, you know, it's always come holler at us, you know. Because as always, come holler. Come holler. <laughs> it's your hometown sports podcast. All right, thank, thank you, everybody. Y'all have a good evening, home. man. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matthew, being on. Thank everybody, you, have a great evening. you too. See you guys. All right, everybody, have a great evening. See y'all next yeah. week. Yes, sir.